And then the other issue is, is oversight. So transparency, ex exposing the American people to what their government is actually doing. And we've seen, as we've moved away from the Constitution, the metastasization of bureaucracy. You talk about in the book uh, the RANS Act. What is that act, and is that something that's popular in D.C., where we have the EPA, which can threaten you if you have a puddle on your property and you choose to build a structure on it? Okay, oh, great question. Article 1, Section 1, Clause 1 of the Constitution, the first operative provision of the whole thing, says that all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in the Congress, which shall consist of a Senate and a House of Representatives. In other words, the Constitution is providing right at the outset, right up front, if you want to make law, you've got to do it through Congress. And these members of Congress will be chosen in six-year terms in the case of senators and two-year terms in the case of representatives. But lately, as I explain in the book, most of our laws are written by men and women, not of our own choosing. I, I have these two stacks of documents in my office, as I describe in, in the book. One stack is 11 feet tall, the other one is just a few inches tall. The, the, the first stack, 11 feet tall, consists of the 80,000 pages of the Federal Register for 2014. The Federal Register is, of course, the annual yearly, um, the, the annual uh, cumulative index of uh, federal regulations as they're promulgated, as they're released for notice and comment. 80,000 pages in 2014. Uh, next to that, we've got this stack just a few inches tall of the statutes passed by Congress last year. So uh, this is a problem because most of our laws are no longer made by men and women of our own choosing. It's a problem also because, as, as James Madison pointed out in Federalist Number 62, it will be of little benefit to the American people that their laws may be written by people of their own choosing if those laws are so voluminous and complex that they can't be read and understood by the people. Well, here we've got complexity. We've, they're, they're exceedingly voluminous, and most of them are not made by men and women of the people's own choosing. We've got to turn that around, and so that's where the RAINS Act comes in. The RAINS Act, of which I'm an original co-sponsor co in the Senate, uh, stands for Regulations in Need of Scrutiny. And it says basically as follows, that any regulation uh, issued by a federal agency, by uh, executive branch bureaucrats, that has a binding effect on the American people and a major economic impact, would not be able to take effect unless both houses of Congress first enacted it into law and it were ultimately signed into law by the president. In other words, it, it, it sort of gives teeth to Article 1, Section 1, Clause 1 in saying you can't have law that's not made by elected officials. Here's the interesting thing. Congress itself has created this problem. You would think, and I think the Founding Fathers appropriately assumed, that Congress would itself provide more of a check and balance because members of Congress would be uh, jealously guarding their own authority. But in the last few decades, that has ceased to be true. In the last few decades, what has happened is that members of Congress have, have been seeking this sort of holy grail for public officials, where you get all the credit but none of the blame, where you get all the credit for coming up with these lofty aspirational uh, goals that you put forward in legislation, but you don't have to take the heat for the details, uh, the details that are likely to cause those affected by them a lot of concern. And so uh, that's yet another reason why we need to pass the RAINS Act so that we can put members of Congress back in a position of accountability where they appropriately belong.